0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tariq Radio. And I am your gracious host. My name is Tariq Nasheed. Glad to have y'all tuning in on the late night tip. I'm glad everybody stayed up to rock with me. We're going to chop up some good game like we always do. But what we're going to do while people are coming in the room, family, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Let's do that. Let's get that out the way while everybody's piling in the room. And I want you guys to retweet this and uh, repost this on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Let everybody know we're live. And we will be right back right after these messages, right here on Tariq Radio. Don't move a muscle. Listen up, squares. You need to get the legendary book on game, The Art of Mackin', by author Tariq King Flex Nasheed. Available on Amazon right now. Can you dig it? This book has been a bestseller for 20 years, Jack and the New York Times called it a classic. That means it's out of sight. So this book ain't for no lames who ain't trying to learn the game. Jive Turkeys. So if you're ready to stop slacking in your makin', get the Art of Mackin' book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble right now. Sucker. Rated PG. That stands for Plenty of Game. Jive Chumps. Bro, stop playing and start spraying Leave an op on the ground where you stand at all costs. Yeah, make sure you protected. Old Goon Juice, the formula been tested. You can defend yourself if you find that you need a little help. Gotta stay ready. Ain't no love in the street. Cup of spray straight to the face, make them get weak. Get it at OgunJuice.com. juice.com. I'm the con, get them some, if you packing this, you won't be lacking. A shot to the eye in them problems, you have it. Maximus strip them haters on ground, so you can feel free with you wide in the town. Oh, goon juice, and don't forget a shark, man. You gotta stay ready, that evil on lurk, oh, yo. Okay, 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 You are now tuned into the legendary OG, uh-huh. Tariq Nasheed. I want to, I want yes, to uh, my on all to all my friends. On tariq Radio. Radio. is Tariq getting all this cash? Oh, we're back. We're back. Glad to have y'all back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you guys tuning in right here on Tariq Radio. Glad to have y'all in here. I got to play the love song. Hold on. I got to play the slow music. Hold on. This, this sounds kind of fly. Hold on. here, Let me bump this. Look at your titties girl you're looking so good to me look at your titty baby is looking so good to me i see your boobies bouncing all around the phone. girl you're looking good to me all right that's enough i just had to i had to vibe with that i I had to vibe with that. You know, I had to get a little romantic for a minute. Hold on. (laughs) Had to do something for the ladies. All right. But (laughs) listen, I caught a vibe for a minute. Man, what's up, man? We in here, though. It's, yeah, the late night. You know how we do on the late night. You never know how things go. First of all, let me me say this, man. Um, The FBA Expo is coming up in a couple of weeks, man. Um, y'all, you guys want to come through. We got a lot of great things happening there. We got some great things happening there, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all need to come through Dallas. Dallas is going to be popping May 27th. That's Memorial Day weekend. It is going to be popping. We got a lot of folks coming, man. It's going to be a beautiful event. Come on down and enjoy the festivities. We got so many phenomenal Um, vendors that's going to be a part of it. Y'all get to see a lot of black businesses. We got a couple of um, good musical acts that we're going to have. We're going to announce that this weekend. We got some musical acts. So, you know, it's going to be a great vibe. You got, y'all. I see some people say they got their ticket. Shout out to the folks who got their ticket. You think? And um, speaking of um, FBA, did y'all see, and I put this up earlier, a lot of folks love the new um black power FBA flag. This is the mini flag. You can put this in your car, in your home. This is the mini flag. You can even kind of put this on a keychain or wherever. You can take this on the go. That's the new black power flag. That's the black flag. And people love this design. This is the new design. You can come get the the flag at the Hidden History Museum. You can come to the museum and pick it up. Or you can order at officialfba.com. OfficialFBA.com. Yes, the the expo starts at 10 a.m. Yes, <clears throat> the, ex, the expo starts at 10 a.m., ladies and gentlemen, on Saturday. And we want to see everybody in the place. Dallas is like a hop, skip, and a jump from every, everywhere. That's why, you know, Dallas is a great place because it's a main um, um, airport hub it's only a couple of hours from damn near every direction to get there from Atlanta is like two hours Chicago about two or three hours from the west coast (coughs) two or three hours um yeah it's not even New York how far is it from New York how many because we're flying in some people from Jersey and I think their flight is only three hours so it's a vibe man so y'all need to come on down Y'all need to come on through and also come through the Hidden History Museum. We're still going to have a we're going to have a Juneteenth event at the Hidden History Museum. Get your tickets for that at Hidden hiddenhistorymuseum.com. Hidden History Museum.com. Um, and somebody mentioned Jamie Foxx. Um, uh, yeah, prayers up. Let's let's send our prayers and our love for our brother Jamie Foxx because uh, we don't know what's going on with our brother. Hopefully he's getting better. Um, the family is kind of tight-lipped about what's going on and you have a lot of these bottom feeder blogs that's kind of putting stuff out there that's not necessarily true. So hopefully our brother is gonna recover and do good. One of these blogs, uh, I forgot the name of it, they put out something that the family's preparing for the worst and the family didn't actually say that. These white people who run this blog, the Daily Something, and y'all got to understand, a lot of these urban blogs are actually run by white people, so they'll exploit something to get a quick buck. I hate that exploitive thing. Some people are making these real weird clickbaitish things about. Our br- I I hate these niggas with a passion when they do that, dude. I-, I I can't stand some of you bottom feeder media guys. Who have to exploit um, certain tragic situations in order to get a damn click? You, you, you're just a bum. I hate y'all, bums. So prayers up to our brother, man. I, I hope he's going to be okay. You know? yeah, they, they got conspiracies about Diddy trying to have him killed. I, the, the, the stuff we have on these internet streets now, you have some of the goofiest clickbaitish bottom feeder niggas ever who ain't got one ounce of talent. That's the, that's the gift and the curse about the internet. You got a bunch of people. And on one hand, you can kind of communicate and hook up with people of like minds, but on the flip side, you have a bunch of talentless people who got to lie and troll and just say anything provocative in order to get a damn click I, I hate that talentless nonsense. I hate that talentless people who just don't have talent and they have to resort to that type of stuff. Just say anything on the damn internet for a click. You, you dig? Oh yeah, media takeout—they're the kings of that stuff over there. Yeah, I—I—I I, I, I tell y'all, don't you dare share some of those clickbaitish ass sites with me. Yeah, those gossip sites, I don't like them at all. I do not like them because it's all clickbaitish. They'll do anything. And, and a lot of them are run, they're either run by white supremacists or tethers, to be honest. Yeah. But I digress. I digress, family. I digress. So let's get into some game tonight. We're talking about Trump and Biden. So the Biden, not Tr- Biden, Trump had a town hall with um, CNN. Trump had a town hall and I'm not going to play no clips because you know they might get out of player. but um, Trump had a town hall with CNN and it was a woman who was kind of hosting it and listen the Democrats and CNN these people had a whole arsenal of ammo against Trump they had a whole arsenal they had the 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 sex trial that that happened and he got was he convicted or was he found liable for some kind of sex crime against some woman um the thing where he got charged for the situation with the 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 porn chick giving her some money or something like that he got charged with that um the impeachment stuff just so I mean they have an arsenal of stuff uh, of stuff against Trump and they had this town hall and they were throwing the stuff at him and Trump was to be honest you know he was it was sliding off his back that stuff wasn't phasing Trump and Trump came out shining and what's interesting the Democrats know it CNN and the Democrats they know Trump kind of came out shining yeah yeah five million he got it it was a civil suit got it it was a civil suit so yeah, they had a whole arsenal against Trump and it it just was still wasn't sticking. They gave him a platform on CNN. The audience was on his side. He was winning the audience over. Trump was getting off in that ass. Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. Trump was getting in that ass. And now the Democrats are very nervous because they know they, they tried to low-key spin it. But they know Trump was getting in that ass. Trump was getting on them. Even with all of the arsenal of stuff that they have. And now. Even the people at CNN, let me show some of the articles here. The people at CNN, CNN's own employees are disparaging the Trump town hall. So now people are mad on the left. They're like, oh, my God. Why even give him a platform? Why did you platform him like that? They're saying this is the complaint. Employees inside the company, they're slamming the network for giving Trump a platform to spout false claims on multiple issues. That means they felt like they lost. When they say, why give him a platform? That means he got on there and really dominated and and he won over his base. And here's the problem with the Democrats. The Democrats don't really have a base right now. The Democrats don't have a base. And they know, look, the Democrats know that Biden is weak. They know that Biden ain't going to really get it popping against Trump like that. Trump's base is energized. Trump is on fire. Trump is hungry again. Trump is hungry. Trump needs that presidency. You know what I'm saying? Trump needs that he can start pardoning himself with all of these crazy charges on him Trump needs that you understand and with Biden Biden don't have a base man not only does Biden not have a base Biden's ass he's dropping points among black people because, see, we're the base of the Democratic Party. Let's be very clear. Black people, we are the Democratic Party's voting block base. We're the base, and they know that, but they don't ever do anything for us, and we have this slave mentality that we have to keep stomping for them and act like these loyal flunkies, and we're starting to just kind of wake up to the game. We should have woke up a long time ago. Malcolm told us about how the liberals operate, but they're talking about what Biden sees a 30 point drop in approval from black Americans in the latest poll. This is the Washington Examiner. And then when we posted that, you had some people were like, that's a, a, a conservative rag. That's a conservative rag. Of course they're going to say that. But hell, let's go here. This is the root. All right. The root is the Democratic shield flunky site of the year. This is a full-fledged Democratic flunky site. And even the root, this is what the root is saying. Biden's approval is slipping among blacks, black Americans. What's going on? Polls show black Americans are less than enthusiastic about President Joe Biden. So we ask our experts why? Because he ain't doing nothing. This is, they know it. They know Biden is done, man. Biden is a wrap. Trump is going to wash this dude. You understand what I'm saying? And I didn't read this part, but I'm saying, let me see. What are they trying to say? How are they trying to explain? Uh, What are they trying to say here? Um, I think in inflation or the perception of inflation that's really impacting people No, that ain't it. They're trying to explain for him. Um, Biden's poll numbers among black Americans took a notable so noticeable hit as prices of every household items, everyday items surged. Oh, no, no, they, they're they're explaining. They're talking about inflation. It ain't about no inflation. No, they're, they're trying to cover for him. OK, so the root is being the root. The root told the truth in the headlines, but now in the body of the article, they got a kind of cover for him. They're trying to cover for him. Well, it's inflation. A lot of black folks don't like inflation. No, it ain't no damn inflation. We don't like Biden's ass. We see him for the racist plantation owner he is. He hasn't done anything for black people. This dude has contempt for black society and more black folks have woken up to it. That's what it is. We see what he's doing for other groups. We see how he doesn't protect black society. We see how he doesn't have anything tangible for us. We see how he talks disparaging to us. We are not rocking with him as a black collective. It's that simple. Ain't about no inflation. And the thing is, they're not going to be able to do the whole, we're going to put all the racism on Trump game. You know, they're not going to play that game with us. We're not falling for that. And here's the thing. Now, let's go back to the reparations conversation, because this is important. Now, Gavin Newsom out here in California was talking about reparations. He formed the Reparations Commission, and we've been on that Reparations Commission heavy. We've been on their bumper. We've been going to the rallies, going to the the hearings, calling into the hearings, and like I said, the the last hearing that they had in California, I went up there and there were so many ops and agent provocateurs just infested in that place. It was infested with agent provocateurs. And I got into it. And Some of y'all might have seen some of the videos that's been floating around where I got into it with... Um, some agent provocateurs who were there for the sole purpose of disrupting the hearings in order to sabotage it. You understand? But we played past all of that. We played past all of it. And by by the way, those agent provocateurs, I was already ready for them. I already knew there was going to be some ops in there. I had hitters. Um, It was light work. Trust. It was very light work. Now, the thing is, they were dangling reparations to us. And here's the thing: we we're playing chess with this thing. We're playing chess with it. Yeah, shout out to our brother Black Voltron Reloaded. Now, the name of the game was for us to get them to commit to reparations. Once they said they want to have a reparations commission and talk about what we need for reparations, I said, okay, we all said let's. Let's do that and let's make sure the language is good because what they will do, they'll say, let's do a reparations commission, put a bunch of trick bag language in it and then pass it and put the word minority and a whole bunch of other stuff in there. And then when it passed, a whole bunch of non-FBA people will start getting a bunch of benefits. So that, that was their plan family. Let's be straight. Let's be straight. Listen, listen, there, that was the plan all along. Their plan was to say, "Okay, we got to get these black folks on board to vote because so many black folks are getting turned off from voting. We got to get them on the program. So they're saying reparations. So we'll do the reparations. We'll do reparations. So we'll have a reparations committee and we'll have them slip in a bunch of tricky language, just like we always do, just like we did with affirmative action. And then we'll pass it and say, hey, look, guys, we did a new affirmative action called reparations. And it's for minorities, people of color, people of African descent, people who uh, suffered from racism. And that's damn near everybody in California, by the way. And they would say, hey, look, we did what you wanted. We did reparations. Here's the problem. They did not expect a grassroots foundational black American movement. They did not expect this cultural movement that we got going on. See, that's why I was telling people from day one, we don't need a political movement. We need a cultural movement because the culture is going to encapsulate the political, social, economic education. That's going to encapsulate everything. Okay? So they didn't expect us to have this cultural movement the foundational black american movement that's why they were trying to attack it so much that's why they were trying to attack me so much you understand because they kept trying to make me a leader and i was like no i'm not strappy carnell Running around because we're look, strapping those guys are Democratic shills. We saw them for what they were, they were Democratic shills. So they were going to just serve everybody up to the Democrats anyway. And we weren't going that route. We weren't talking about we're an organization with a leader. No, there is no organization called FBA, there's no leader of FBA. We're talking about a lineage that is leaderless. You can't be the leader of a lineage. And we stayed on focus. We stayed on code and on focus. And the attacks against me were feeble because I'm not the leader of anything. So those attacks against me just wasn't working. The code was the leadership. The code of our culture was the leadership. And let's be clear, y'all were... Out there in um the bay, when I went up to the bay, the the people trying to disrupt those agent provocateurs, those were some former ADOS people, by the way. Speaking of ADOS, these were people who were connected to strappy and tone tits. These were th- some of their former people, they all fell out with each other, but there were there were some of their people on that agent shed. You understand what I'm saying? So we remain focused. So the Democrats and the political structure, they didn't expect us to have this strong movement where we're all getting on code like that. And we're getting on code around our lineage. They didn't expect that, guys. Oh, yeah, the attacks against me were completely illogical. They're bad faith. The name of the game was just to disrupt. And here's the thing. So... We got this movement going, and we're making sure that that language was not trick-bagged up. We were like, no, we're combing through every word of these documents, and they did not expect that, family. Trust me, with this commission, they tried to slip in all types of stuff, and we were on their bumper because, see, the name of the game, for this thing to be legit, the grassroots has to legitimize it. And if we're saying that the language is raggedy and funky, they're going to have to remove and fix the language like we say they have to fix the language. So we didn't play the word game with them. They had to say the stuff like we wanted it to be said. They didn't expect that. So now with this commission, that Gavin Newsom commission, this reparations crew, We made sure from the grassroots, all of the language was good. So now that it's completed and they're ready to present it to the governor, the governor has looked over it and Gavin Newsom has looked over it and saw this is pretty Trump tight wording. The wording in it it is real tight. You can't really trick bag it up. And we stayed on their bumper to make sure that everything was going to be all about a specific lineage, which is foundational black Americans. And Gavin Newsom didn't expect that. Now Gavin Newsom kind of threw out something like, well, we don't know might not just be all about cash it might be some other stuff he kind of threw that out there but he didn't there was a rumor that he just said well Fox kind of got got that and ran with a headline talking about Gavin Newsom is against cash reparations which he's not he didn't say that he actually did not say that he didn't say that all right and in fact there were some articles out that kind of clarified that he didn't say that Um, Newsom is not backing away from reparations payments yet. All right. Gavin Newsom did not explicitly endorse payments to some black residents as recommended by the California Reparations Task Force earlier this month. But in a Wednesday morning statement, his spokesperson said that Newsom is not backing away from the payments. All right. An, early statement, an earlier statement shared with media outlets said that dealing with the nation's history of slavery and discrimination of black Americans, it's all it's about much more than cash payments. A statement that ne- neither fully supported or rejected the task force's repro- recommendations on monetary reparations. So he didn't say he wasn't going to get it. But he's trying to play with it a little bit. All right. He's trying to play with. It. Now, what's funny, a lot of tethers ran with that. Oh, they was, the tethers were celebrating. Oh, <laughs> you niggas are not going to get nothing. Ha, 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 niggas. Okay. I don't know why tethers are laughing. Y'all can stop. Well, the thing is, listen. We made sure that the language was right. The groundwork for it and, and the policy And the the paperwork is looking right. And the thing is, if we get it pushed through and we get the cash payments, that's a win. But even if we don't get the cash payments, I'm still good with the consolation prize, which is the Democrats failing. I'm good with that, too. See, this is a win-win for us. Let's let's be clear. This is a win-win. We either get the cash or you have to get your ass on out of there. Cash or ass. That ass is going to have to get out of there. The Democrats, because see, now they've put, the, we made them paint themselves in a corner. We got them to put themselves in the corner. So now they've promised us something. We got them to make a promise. They promised to give reparations. If they renege on it, all oh, the cultural and collective energy is going to be shitty and that's not good. Let me tell you something. When you make a promise to a group of people and then you renege on the promise. Oh, you just dug the knife in deeper and you make that group of people further lose trust in that system. And when people lose trust in the system, they start to revolt or they start looking for other ways to support themselves you don't want people having a lack of trust in the system see that happened in the 1960s see we got rid of the benign neglect we forced them to stop the benign neglect the benign neglect program where they're going to start neglecting black people that started in the 70s and that started after the Kerner commission the Kerner commission had this big study about the riots in the late 60s In the late 60s, there were riots all over the place, and they had to do a study to figure out why are black people turning up like this? We were turning up to the point where they had to push laws through. They pushed the the latest Civil Rights Act through and the Fair Housing Act in 1968 in April, because after the death of King, we were turning up so heavy and burning so much stuff down and creating so much havoc nationwide, they said, OK, give them what they want. Get fair housing, um, um, equal schools. Uh, let's give them something. A uh, Fair job. Give them something. So they had to do a commission. They did a commission. And in the kernel report, they found out why black folks were turning up and they said, OK, well, black folks are really upset because of racism and they're like yeah we know it's racism you know we've been racist for for decades why are they turning up now though we've always been racist damn we know that why are they turning up the reason they figured out why we were turning up is because in 1964 when they passed the civil rights act they were making promises specifically to black people they were telling black people what they were going to do and all of this stuff and what happened was they were reneging on the promises. They started giving some of those benefits to other minorities. They were like, yeah, black people, we're gonna we're gonna do all this stuff for black people. We're gonna get affirmative action for black people. But then the paperwork said minority. So black folks was like, hey man, where the hell is my job that y'all were promising? And then we see all of these other groups getting the jobs and we started turning up and they said, hey, okay, we gotta do another policy if we wanna stop these black people from turning up because we make these promises to them that we're not gonna keep, we have to stop promising things to them. So we have to use benign neglect. We have to promise things to minorities. Anytime we talk about black people, talk about them in a collective in relation to other groups. So when black folks come in the room, start talking black and then pivot to, well, people of color. Yes, I know you black people are suffering, but what we're going to do to fix your suffering, we're going to create programs for minorities. And that's going to help stop some of the suffering you you see. Or, you know, what we're going to do a lot of the police brutality and all the things. So what we're going to do, we're going to start getting some resources for the black and brown community for black and brown. Every time they, they add us with somebody else every time they add us with somebody else, you didn't? And with this, we said, no, we don't want to be added with nobody else. Not only do we not want to be added with these other minority groups and other people of color, when it comes to tangibles, we don't want to be added with other black people who are immigrants. Because we have to focus specifically on our group, because if we add the immigrants in, that's going to open the door for the non-black immigrants. So we stop that game, too. That was another trick bad. They'll say, hey, we'll do something for black people and because of racism. And then you start giving stuff to immigrants, people who just came over here. And then other Hispanic immigrants can say, well, hey, I just came over just like this black immigrant and I've been suffering. So give me something. Yeah. So they painted themselves into a corner. So now, either give us our check. Gavin can give us our check or Gavin can renege. Gavin can say, well, you know what? I thought about it and I don't want to give cash, but what I want to do is give some training to police and all. So you pull that, the Democrats are done. If Gavin pulls that now, the Democrats are done. And again, these white supremacists are willing to shoot themselves in the foot to spite us. And I'm fine with them shooting themselves in the foot. If you want to cripple yourself just so that you don't help us, well, so be it. Let them cripple themselves. I'm cool with the consolation prize. I'm cool with that. Either way, it's a win-win for us. And now what they're trying to do, notice, they're trying to flood the zone with all these immigrants. All these undocumented, quote unquote, migrants that's coming over now. They they're removing Title 42. I know y'all heard of that. They put that in place to to stop people coming over during COVID and all that. So now they're going to remove that. And you got people just standing around the border right now ready to bum rush. So that's another one of their tactics. They wanted to stall us so that they could flood the zone with all of these illegal immigrants that they're going to let in tonight. I mean, and probably right now as we speak, they're probably just running across the border right now. So they're going to flood the zone with these people. They're going to start putting them in black neighborhoods. This is them trying to have a proxy attack against us. So they're desperate. So if the Democrats fail and we get a Trump in office, Trump is going to stop that border stuff ASAP. And I'm good with that. Already down in um, Florida, DeSantis has put something together where they got some kind of ID, some electronic ID, I forgot the name of it, where um, you can't work down in Florida unless you are verified. So that stopped a lot of the illegal, a lot of the illegal workers down there in Florida. So already a lot of jobs are now opening up and these jobs can be filled by black people down there. You understand what I'm saying? I'm cool with the Constellation prize. I'm cool with the second prize. Either give us our paper or we will just allow the Democrats to crash and burn and we'll let Trump get in office. I have no problem with Trump getting in there regulating because remember when Trump was in office last time, Trump didn't put no policies together that really harmed black people. Nothing really helped us that much, but nothing harmed us. You see, With the Democrats, and this is why Biden's ratings are so low, they're not only not doing anything for us, the Democrats are putting stuff together that's harming us specifically. The Democrats are actually harming us. They're putting policies together right now that target us and harm us, ladies and gentlemen. They're whooping our ass with that anti-Asian hate that targets us. We're the ones who get punished for saying something to an Asian person. They are putting our children in dresses. You understand what I'm saying? They're targeting our children with that left-wing agenda stuff. We're getting attacked by immigrant groups who they let over. These Democrat-run cities They're sitting up here slaughtering us and lynching us and these Democratic elected officials don't do anything up in New York. By the way, Alvin Bragg reluctantly is about to put charges on the um, suspected white supremacist that Daniel Perry, who lynched Jordan Neely. Eric Adams was up here caping and explaining for the police a few days ago in relation to Jordan Neely getting lynched these are Democrats folks you understand and with Alvin Bragg about to put charges on this guy I can already tell that it's going to be something lightweight it's already going to be lightweight it's going to be a slap on the wrist Um, Yeah, there's pressure because people in New York are turning up about him putting some charges on dude and the thing is, Alvin Bragg is talking about he's going to let the suspect surrender by tomorrow. See, we're already you're touching it with, you're stepping on it with kid gloves. Already he's going to let the suspect turn himself in. Now, if it's a black suspect, boy, they're going to have SWAT. They're going to have the ATF and the FBI circling somebody's house. They're not going to give you an opportunity to turn yourself in. So right there, already, they're, they're treating him with kid gloves. They're handling him with kid gloves already. Allowing him to turn himself in. So the the fix is already in, family. The fix is already in. Yeah, the, it's a manslaughter charge. Now the, the guy, the white guy, he's going to have a GoFundMe pop in. He's going to probably make a million bucks by next week. So they're already handling this guy with kid gloves. Now, the thing is in New York, now, this white man sat up here and lynched somebody broad daylight. That was a lynching. That's what lynchings are. There was a public killings without due process. That was a lynching. And you had all of these media outlets and all of the law enforcement outlets all on code protecting the lyncher. Now, in New York, <laughs> this man killed somebody in broad daylight didn't get any charges and he's barely getting charged now like a damn week later so he's barely getting charged now and that's going to be a slap on the wrist but there was another case in New York and you have to see this case to believe it there was a black homeless man ladies and gentlemen who pooped in the streets which is what homeless people do This homeless black man pooped in the streets. And hold on, that's the warning graphic content. Okay, I don't know if I put the sound up. Hold on. So there's a homeless black man pooped on the streets like they do. And he's, after he pooped, he looked around and, you know, he, you want to wipe yourself. So usually you just wipe yourself with the nearest thing. So he got an LGBT pride flag, uh, one of those rainbow flags. All right, he has a rainbow flag and wiped himself. Then they said he drew a smiley face with the feces, but he's he's a homeless crazy guy, all right, oh, mentally ill. But he wiped himself with a, a pride flag. They charged that man with a hate crime for wiping himself With a pride flag, I want that to sink in, family. You have a white man who lynched a brother in broad daylight. Not only did he not get hate crime charges, they're barely charging him a week later, and they're gonna—the bail is gonna be so low, it's gonna be one of them fifty thousand dollar, a hundred thousand dollar bails, real low. So this black man got a hate crime charge. And there's not even a victim nor an institution, building, or establishment that was demolished or defaced. I want that to sink in. There's a hate crime charge against a black man with no victim. There is no victim. And there are no institutions that were harmed. There's no institutions or structures that were harmed because some people, um, like for example, one of the dudes from the Proud Boys, he destroyed a Black Lives Matter flag, but he was defacing a black church. He took it from a church. So you're defacing property. This guy, the homeless guy, took a boo-boo, got a, found whatever could be toilet paper. That just happened to be a, a an LGBT flag, which is not a nationally associated flag I want y'all to think about this now a a rainbow flag this is a rainbow flag the LGBT flag is not a nation see all of the, the the fez wearing dunces and all of these folks who sit up in the plebiscite babblers who tell you well you won't be protected if you are not nationalized you got to get the paperwork and you got to be a sovereign nation first you got to go get stamped at Plebiscite Island and then go to the UN and then get a charter and then you have to register at a foreign agency as a sovereign nation and knickknack pattywhack give the dog a bone no you don't have to do all that to get protection to get your flag protected It's not an internationally, politically recognized flag like that. But the thing is, it's based on I'm white and I say so. There's a brother who's getting a hate crime charge with a flag that's based on an ideology. And not even an ideology, it's based on sexual preferences. You understand what I'm saying? So flags and things like that, they can mean what you want them to mean. They they have power as it relates to the group. This is why it's important for us to be codified and on code so that we can give our flags that we create and our symbols the certain power that it needs you don't have to go through the dominant society. You see? That's what makes you an independent, sovereign person is that you don't have to go through them. When you start naming things and putting value on things based on your collective group, that's the real power move. You said Somebody said, you think the flag is international. What's, what's the LGBT nation? Because people always talk about that nationality where's the LGBT nation there is no LGBT nation but it's a protected flag so these people can protect who they want to protect it's based on I'm white and I say so you have to be on I'm black and I say so I'm FBA and I say so yeah that's why we have our own things guys are we have our own holiday we celebrated that Nationally, last year, and we're going to do it this year and every year from then on. That's how you do things. You create things and put your own values and codes and symbols on what you create, and then you codify it, and then it becomes part of the culture. That's power. That is power. You understand? You say the LGBT flag is recognized at the UN. As what nation? You see, because people always talk about that nationality. What's the LGBT nation? And where is it geographically? Yes, no, San Francisco is a city. It's a city within the United States. No. It's not a national flag. What y'all talking about? Well, see, we better understand the game out here. Y'all better understand the game and it's real. We, we better start codifying our language. We have to start codifying our language and we have to put our own value systems on certain things. And this is why the reparations conversation is so important. Again, I don't have a problem with the Democrats crashing and burning. I don't have a problem with it because that's exactly what they're going to do if they renege on our reparations. And that's going to be a win too. Because if Trump comes in office, he's going to start cleaning up a lot of this stuff out here. So now we just have to deal with racism. See, from the white supremacists. With the right-wingers, and I've said this a million times, with the right-wingers, we only have to deal with racism from the white supremacists. But with the Democrats, we got to deal with racism from the white supremacists, we got to deal with the racism from the white LGBT community. We have to deal with racism from the white Hispanic community and the Asian community and the East Indian community. They empower all of these other groups to harm us. So we get dumped on by all of them. So I don't have a problem with all of that stuff getting cleaned up. I don't have a problem with it. And we gotta stop being afraid of the boogeyman that the white media, that's more liberal. They try to create an all, they always put the racism squarely on the right wingers. And we're not gonna let them play that game because they've been practicing, the Democrats, they've been practicing the same anti-black racism against us, you dig? So this is why at these reparations hearings it's been loaded with ops loaded with ops because they see where we're going with this and they see that they have to undermine us early and we're not going for it. We're not letting them undermine us. We're staying on our square. We're staying on code because they understand the power that we have. See, the thing is this Movement that we're having the foundation of black American movement. It's very important because we are realizing our cultural power. We started to study ourselves. We looked at our own culture and started finding pride in our own culture as we should have been doing a long time ago. See, we let the dominant society run this game on us and run this con on us. Hold on. Sorry about that, give me a sip. Yeah, we let them run this con game on us that we were just these mindless, inconsequential peasants. And they don't emphasize some of the more important things that we've done to contribute to this country. Foundation of Black Americans, we've saved this country many times over. We saved this country in the Revolutionary War. We saved this country. Hell, going back to the early colonies, these white supremacists almost died off. It was foundational black Americans when they started having black people in these colonies. That's when they started to become successful. The Civil War. We saved this country. Abraham Lincoln even said they would not have won the war if it weren't for the black troops because the North was losing in the Civil War before black people got involved to get up there to help. Once they said hey you'll get freedom, that's where that whole we'll free you thing came from that was the the carrot they needed to dangle to get us involved and when we said what freedom? We's gonna get freedom? Gives me that gun. That's when we went up there and started turning up family. Lincoln was losing. That's when we got busy and turned up and saved this nation. This nation would have been split up and divided if we didn't get involved. You understand? So we had to understand our importance and we have to stop being fearful and understand, man. These people, we are rent free on these people's minds all the time. I, black folks, I want y'all to understand how rent free we are with the dominant society. All they do is study us, man. Because they understand our power and our potential. Once we understand it, see, they love us hood, radish and ghetto. That That's something that they created. They hate when we start walking in our power, when we start walking into our strength when we start waking up and getting codified that's when they go on alert you, you see that's when you, notice when we're having reparations meetings you got a bunch of ops in there arguing and yelling and clowning and all that stuff we got a clown show at something that's supposed to be constructive now if it was something non-constructive you don't have no ops in there you just let people do what they do Anything non-constructive, everybody's in there chilling. If it's something that ain't got nothing to do with nothing, everybody's chilling. They don't send ops into that. But they study us, man. I want y'all to understand. Other groups study us. The government studies us. The military studies us. And truth be told, most military operations were something were usually creations that were reactions to us. If you look at the military in this country, many of the military operations or the uh, anything to do with, with arms has something to do with us. The early militia groups in this country came from them keeping an eye on us, Foundation of Black Americans. The police, what evolved into the modern police, police were slave patrols. That was them keeping an eye on us. Yeah. And then the Klan, that was a way for them to create these vigilante groups that were still connected to law enforcement, but were military operations they were military operations. The Klan was and still is a military operation. You have different variations of the Klan now. The Proud Boys, the Three Percenters, and all of these other white supremacist groups. It's in the same spirit of the Klan. Extrajudicial groups that's connected with law enforcement who does the terrorist acts for them. All of that for us. Even in the in the South, the military schools in the South, all those military schools in the South, most that's what most of them were. West Point, all of those military schools, that was those military schools were in the South so that these slave owners could learn how to militarily. Contain the large black populations because in many times, in many cities, we were, the black slave population was damn near larger than the white population. So they needed the military schools to learn how to keep us in check. That's what the military schools were for, for guys. That's why the, the South, the Confederates, were winning the Civil War at first. That's why they were winning. They had all the military schools in the South. And then the uh, the North said, hey, we need to get some of those Negros up here to help us fight. And that's exactly what happened. Oh, they still exist. Oh yeah, they still exist. Many of those military schools. Not West Point. What's the not, not West Point? What's the other one um, that's down in I'm saying West Point. What's the one that's down in Virginia? I said West Point. What's the, um, there's one in Virginia, a big one in Virginia. What's, what's the one in Virginia? Guys, help me out. Cause I like to be right and exact with the wording here. What's the one in, there's a big one in Virginia. What's the one in, is one in Virginia. Um, which one is in Virginia? Annapolis one in Augusta, the Citadel. Virginia Virginia Military Institute. VMI. Right there you go. VMI. So yeah. So they got a lot of them. They had some in Alabama. Virginia's the farm. Okay. The Citadel, right, 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 right. So, yeah, they had some of the big ones down in the South. That was my point. And going back even in the 20th century, SWAT, which is a military operation, that was created for black people. SWAT was created specifically for black people in Los Angeles. South Carolina Citadel, yeah. But SWAT was created right after the Watts Riots. They had to watch riots and black folks were turning the hell up and there were riots going on out here. So they had to they created SWAT because they were not prepared. Black folks was lighting them damn police cars up. So that's what made them create SWAT, special weapons and tactics. So, yeah, these military organizations were born out of them studying us and having to contain us. And also them just studying how we would get down. See, this is why we have to know our history. For example, the the movie, American Maroon, y'all really need to watch that because over there in one of the big maroon colonies, Florida was a maroon colony, but in the movie, American Maroon, we talk about another one, um, the Great Dismal Swamp in North Carolina and Virginia. That was a big ass maroon colony, one of the biggest. And it's something that's not talked about openly by the dominant society. See, this is why we have to teach each other this stuff, because the Great Dismal Swamp was a major win for foundational black Americans. And the white supremacists don't like talking about it openly. Now, they do like talking about it behind closed doors because they like to study anything where we did, where we win, they study it. Just like the Kerner Commission, when black folks was turning up, getting stuff done in the 60s, oh, they had a big-ass, thick book. Uh, they had to do a big report and a study. Hey, why are these niggas whooping our asses like this? The The Seminoles, yeah, that's another thing. Oh, they don't tell you guys about the Seminoles, but they know. Oh, they know who John Horse is and those brothers and what they were doing. Oh, they study that. They study that heavy. And our brothers and sisters who lived in the Great Dismal Swamp, and my lineage traces to the swamp, by the way. I did a DNA test and my lineage goes directly to that swamp. They study that they don't talk about our wins those brothers and sisters in the swamp they never took an L they never took an L They, brothers and sisters would get off these plantations go to the swamps of the great dismal swamp and white people couldn't go in there the The terrain was too hostile um, everybody was secretive about where to go and where the, the communities were inside um, the people outside on the plantations they wouldn't tell so they had a code of secrecy, secrecy where nobody told where they were. And even if they tried to get in there, they couldn't do it. The terrain was too rough. And let me tell you something. They study that swamp to this very day. Do y'all know To right now, this very day, they send the Navy SEALs to the Great Dismal Swamp to do training. They drop the Navy SEALs off in the swamps, the Great Dismal Swamps of Virginia, North Carolina, and have them figure their way out of there. They do military training now, studying that swamp because they want to know how did those Negroes sit up there and survive for centuries in this place? We have to study that. And when? Oh, they study that left and right, family. They study that more than we study it because we don't be knowing about it. Let me give y'all some game. Y'all know um, Eric Prince from Blackwater? Y'all remember him? You know, he was kind of clicked in with Trump. But y'all remember a few years ago? He's been laying low for a minute. Oh, y'all didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Another thing, Eric Prince. How many of y'all remember remember Eric Prince? He had that private military organization, Blackwater, where they send Blackwater overseas. They send Blackwater overseas to, to overthrow governments, and they send them as in as jackals to go hit folks. They send them as international hitters. You know know where Blackwater is, where they get the name? They get the name from the Great Dismal Swamp. That's where they get the name Blackwater. Eric Prince bought like 6,000 acres of the Great Dismal Swamp. Blackwater's headquarters was in the Great Dismal Swamp. Many of y'all didn't know that. The headquarters, yeah, they changed the name of it. What did What did they change the name to? It was some weird name? But the headquarters of Blackwater was in the Great Dismal Swamp. I think it might still be there. They got like six thousand acres. Eric Prince did that because they are in there studying what foundational Black American maroons were doing. They They set up shop to study in that bitch. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? They know our history, man. The shit we did was gangster as hell. You better believe they're like, we gonna set up shop in here and see what these niggas were really doing. How did they do it? How did they survive? We gonna learn from them. Yeah, it's still there, right? That's what I thought. I think it's still there. They go in that swamp and study what we did. And then go use it in other parts of the world. Oh, they study us, man. We better study us. Y'all, man, if y'all haven't seen American Maroon, that should be required viewing, man. Y'all better go watch that movie and study the game. Yeah, it's like Academy Z or something like that, right? It's some real weird name. Z Services, right oh yeah they study those guerrilla warfare tactics yeah the maroons just like we talked about in the movie American Maroon we talk about the character Rocky not Rocky not Rocky Um, Rambo 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 is based on the maroons the character Rambo and I'm, I'm literally you know those Navy SEALs and those marines they study how we were getting down in the swamp and that red bandana that. Uh, Rambo wears, nigga. That's that's directly from the Maroons. We talk about that. Rambo wears that red bandana, and the red bandana, the blood bandana, that was what the Maroons were wearing. That was that was a a headpiece for the Maroons in the swamp. Very well documented, dude. I'm telling you, they study us like crazy. We have to study us. See, this is why they get so rough on us because they know our potential. We're like, damn, why y'all so rough on us? Nigga, they know what we can damn do. These people know what we're capable of, dude. You don't know what you're capable of. That's why they be on our ass and if they kill one of us, everybody's celebrating. We're like, damn, we, man, we innocent, man. Why'd y'all do that? They know your potential, man. They know it and they study it you better know your damn potential and study your history foundational black american see the the con game was to get us to look all over in africa and all of that stuff no you better study what you were doing here that's the trick that's why they they're so shook about the foundational black american movement because now we're digging into our history here and uncovering all of the stuff that they've been covering up our shit was popping here heavy we are the culture here well, y- 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 I really want y'all to understand that as foundational black Americans we are the culture the military studies us The food industry studies us. The music industry studies us. The advertising industry studies us. Remember, I was on a plane. I told you guys. I was on a plane with a sister who worked for a big, big big-ass advertising agency. This sister put me up on so much game. This sister told me their whole department's at Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and all of these corporations where they got a whole staff of people who sit up watching black folks on social media. All they do is sit up and watch what you be doing on social media. They study black trends. They have whole departments to do that. They sit up monitoring black trends. What are y'all doing next? People monitor us day and damn night. If you go to people 4chan, all they do is sit up and talk about black people all day. You know, we're rent free on everybody's mind, man. Oh, let's not even get into the medical industry. They study us. The medical industry, man, we were some of the people coming up with all of these cures and elixirs back in the day back in the the 19th century white people were scared of herbs herbs was like voodoo and that was that was hoodoo that was looked at some herbs were looked at somewhat negative by the white supremacist society because it was associated with us remember anything associated with us is negative in the 19th century these white people were scared of roots and herbs and all of that stuff when they saw black oh Oh, that's that hoodoo. Oh, they're going to put a whammy-bammy on me. It was that type of thing. Me think? Then they got hip to it. And they are like, wait a minute. These niggas are on to something. Wait a minute. Let's let's synthesize this some of the, the herbs and make drugs out of them. You know? So they started getting synthetic versions of some of the herbs that we were putting together and coming up with some of the things we were using to heal with and making drug versions of it. And the Rockefellers and all of these people started to exploit it. Yeah. But they, they didn't know nothing about that stuff. We were the ones out there working in the the garden. We were the agrarian culture. That's why we had some of our great legends like, um, George Washington Carver. There were a bunch of George Washington Carvers out there. Your grandma was a version of George Washington Carver. My grandmother was a version of George Washington Carver. Oh, we all our black families knew how to get out there in them gardens and make some things happen. My grandma used to grow these big ass tomatoes and melons and and peas and big bushels of greens. If you had black folks and grandparents from the south, you knew how they you know how grandma and them used to get in that garden and get that shit popping. Granny and grandpa used to have big-ass potatoes. Y'all know how grandma and them used to get down? You don't even see that type of shit no more. We had a whole bunch of George Washington Carvers in our families, man. We were doing that. They were growing peanuts and all types of stuff. Yeah? Real talk. So we have to understand who we are. We have to understand our power. Y'all better get that movie, American Maroon. If you have not watched that, get that movie, American Maroon. Phenomenal film, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, let me get out of here, man. It's getting late, late, and I got some more work to do. But listen, man, um, go to officialfba.com to get the brand new FBA Black Power Flag. Boom, that's the new Black Power Flag. Go to officialfba.com to get that flag. Also, if y'all want to come to the FBA Expo happening at the end of this month, in a few weeks, go to FBAExpo.com, FBAExpo.com, ladies and gentlemen, get your tickets now, get your vending spot now, it's going to be the event of the year, it's going to be popping, so get your tickets right now, anyway y'all, I'm out of here, Pop your Lola Vuve to the family, y'all be good.